Welcome back to the Post Chapel Podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. My name is Noah Davis, and I'm here with... My name is McKenna O'Brien. And I'm Brooklyn Wolf. We had a pretty good chapel service today uh, with a really good topic, talking about obedience. Um, I feel like that's something that um, a lot of people need to hear about, and it's just um, a heavier topic that uh, really doesn't get talked about um, just a lot in in general, Um, and and more Christians obviously need to um, conform their life to obedience to Christ and... You know, just obedience in general to God's word because that's how He calls us to live. Because it says He is holy, so we should be holy. Uh, what did you guys? What did you guys get out of uh, chapel today? Some notes or just something that stuck out to you? Okay, so um, I think obedience is very important, but I also think it depends kind of why you do what you do. And he um, hit on that a little bit. He talked about how um, you should be obeying out of love and not out of fear or guilt or shame. And I think that's very important because when it comes down to it, if you obey for the right reasons, you enjoy what you do and you keep on doing it versus living your life for God and wishing you weren't or having regrets and that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I think obedience also goes hand in hand with patience. I mean, you have to have the patience to be obedient, the patience to understand why you're being obedient. Oh, yeah. If you don't understand why you're being being obedient, it almost defeats the purpose mm-hmm. because then it's just going to be something you resent and you don't want to resent God. That's I mean, you can overcome anything, but going from there and working your way back is a lot. And so it's just nice to get your relationship at that point now so you understand what you're doing so it doesn't get that far. This really made me think a lot about my past and how for the majority of my life that I told people I was a Christian and didn't live out it at all. And it, it just goes to show that it's more than just believing. It's it's a lifestyle and repentance and obedience is not a, a past tense verb. It's an ongoing thing. It's a lifestyle. It's something that is ongoing. And I liked how he said it's not compliance because com- obedience and compliance are not the same thing. And when you, I was kind of doing some dictionary research and compliance and obedience are can, can consider to be similar, but they're not the same as obedience is, is the act of conforming, yielding um, in a weak or subservient way. Um, and God does not call us to be obedient in a, in a weak or more of a fearful, submissive way. As Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And when I was thinking just about my past um, and thinking about um, just some of my life in general, you know, I was thinking, you know, did I really, you know, really love God? And did I really walk in the way I should have? And the answer to both of those are I, I did love God, but also just wasn't walking in the way I should. And now I look at it as, you know, I love God, and that's why I'm going to be obedient. Not because necessarily it's a set of rules, um, as a lot of people look at it, but and he said the gospel produces obedience, and man, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And to be obedient to Christ, you can't be a non-necessary. You can't be a non-believer. You can't say, well, I'm going to follow the Bible the best I can, I, even though I don't really believe it. I believe some of the stuff it says, and it'll make me a better person. But it's impossible to be obedient without. Um, having a relationship with, with, with God without having the Holy Spirit within you because um, the Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit um, is something that's going to obviously help you overcome the world. He who is in you is greater than he is in the world. And something that's a verse that really uh, sticks to mind with that. Oh, yeah. At Stories Tonight, um, one of the ladies who shared talked about how you're either living for God or you're not, like there's no gray area. And I think that's very important. Like obedience is a key part in that because you're either doing what you're supposed to do or you're not. You're either radiating Jesus or you're not. And I really think it is that simple because if you are trying, people can tell. And if you are living life how you want, 
people can tell. And it's not about what you want. It's so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And it's the sort of thing where, like, if you're living the way you're supposed to, everybody makes mistakes. Mistakes are natural. Mm -hmm. But people can tell if you're living the way Jesus was living. If you're trying to be that way, people can tell. Yeah, I saw something on Instagram literally right before this podcast, and I was like, I just feel like God meant for me to say it or come across it. And I don't even know who this pastor is, but he said, obedience is the price of friendship with the Holy Spirit. And he says, fellowship is when you have a communion with the Holy Spirit, but it will never grow into friendship until there is obedience. And man, that I hit that hit me because when I was thinking about my past, I was like, um, when I was just obviously not complying to God and not being obedient and not being repentive, um, I was like, why did I not feel obviously the way that I do now? It's 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 a one eighty, um, and I've always believed in Jesus and I've always believed in the Bible. I just didn't live that lifestyle. And I firmly believe it's because I'm now that I'm being obedient and really trying to repent that the Holy Spirit's like, okay, I can finally work with you. Now we have a friendship. Now we have this mutual thing where we both have the same common goal. Obviously, we still fall and we still sin. And sometimes we maybe go back to do things that we don't want to do, but it just happens. If you want to be, if you want to be obedient, you got to have that joint relationship with the Holy Spirit. You got to let this, you got to walk by the Spirit to, to live by the flesh is, is to, to die and to um, live by the Spirit is life and peace. And that's something, that's a verse that I literally have in my bathroom and a verse that sticks with me that I just try to walk by the Spirit every day uh, and be led by the Spirit because obviously we don't have all the answers. And that is something that helps me be more obedient to Christ is have a spirit, Spirit-led spirit walk. Adding on to the relationship thing, um, our speaker today did say something about that. He said, obedience without a relationship causes rebellion or mm-hmm. something along it those is. lines. Yeah. And um, I think that's a very good thing to bring up just because that's very true. Like if you grew up in a household where your parents are constantly telling you not to do something, but you don't have a relationship with them, they're not explaining why, then that causes you to want to do these things anyway, because you don't, yeah. you don't know why you're not. And his whole yeah. thing about it's on the inside out, not the outside in. You can read oh, yeah. a list of things in, in a book on the wall, literally on a mm-hmm. wall, but it has to be a choice to follow them. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think that they can still experience what these so-called necessary experiences of young life or young oh, yeah. adulthood and still follow a life of Christ, a life of uh, Christianity. But in reality, you can't. You're, you can't do. You can't do both. You have to make a choice. I'm so glad you brought up the inside out thing because that really resonated with me. Sometimes they say stuff like in the in chapel, in whatever, church, anything, Jesus related. And it's the kind of thing where like I think about it and then I'm like, okay, I need to digest this. And like I've been thinking about this, but I think the inside out is very, very important. And like viewing your faith inside out instead of outside in because mm-hmm. it does not matter what your faith looks like on the outside. You can go to church every yep. Sunday, yes. tell everyone you're praying for them. Act like you're a Christian, but like if inside you do not believe it, if inside you don't act that way, if your internal thoughts aren't that way, if the way you act when you're by Mm -hmm. yourself isn't that way, the outside means nothing. It's what you do when no one's looking. Yes, it's it's so important for your faith to be inside out. It's exactly right. I mean, (laughs) God looks at your heart. He looks at your intentions. Um, He doesn't. You can lie to the world, but there's two people you can't lie to, and that's yourself and that's God. And when I was at FCA camp and I was really trying to um, soak in as much information from all these mentors and leaders there, um, I went to a breakout group called The Strategy of Leading Yourself. And the number one point was lead yourself from the inside out rather than the outside in. Mm-hmm. And I read that today. And then you, when you just said it, I immediately flipped to that in my notes. And it says inside out people have a vision uh, and they have a will to say no to things the world says no to. 
And that's part of being obedient. Mm -hmm. Sometimes obedience to God is not the most happiness in the moment thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're disobedient to God and we sin against God, we sin against ourselves or other people. And in terms, it's like triple trauma, you know, sinning against yourself and God and just a whirlpool of a mess. And that's obviously why we have to lean on God every day. And I loved how he talked about, you know, when you're being obedient and it's joyful, and that's something I've experienced to a complete new level um, just this year and this summer and in the fall where there's days where I just feel so much joy and so much abundance, and I just feel like it's because I'm trying to be obedient, and I feel like it's me maturing in my faith and realizing that um, God is calling me to be different, which can be it can be tough, especially when you're involved in athletics and people don't understand why you're you're not going out with, with with the team doing certain things or especially when they've seen you do it and you're like, OK, now because for me last year, I was still b- living a lukewarm lifestyle and battling certain things in my life. And now I'm completely trying to own my own faith and, and live for the Lord and, and not live for the live for the world and trying to be obedient. And I realized that um, in the moment, it might not be. Um, the best thing, especially social media sucks because you see mm-hmm. you see everybody having a great time and you feel like you're missing out. In reality, you're really not missing out on anything. Not at all. And that's one thing I've really noticed, like growing closer in my faith is like it's those sort of things whenever you look at it from like a lukewarm or a non-believer <sighs> standpoint, it really does seem like such a big deal to not get involved in those things that are worldly things. But then whenever you get further into your faith and you're presented with those opportunities, the desire is not even there anymore. Mm-hmm. And whenever it is, it's completely, it's a completely different desire. You go to these things for completely different reasons. And it's like very influential how that changes. Um, our speaker today talked about how once the desire, um, once your faith is inside out, then the desire is written on your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's one of, like I said, one of those walls. things that didn't hit me that hard in chapel, but then we left and, you know, I thought about it. We're sitting here talking about it and it's like on my head. It's like, that's so true because your desires completely change whenever you are where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I like to, I don't know. My brain just works in the way of like, when I hear things, I like to like compare it to certain other instances, mm-hmm. analogies. And it's like, it, you can say like, I know, I know God loves me, obviously, um, I know my parents love me and it's in the same sense as, you know, if my parents tell me to do something, I might not want to do it, but I'm might do it because out of love for them and out of respect mm-hmm. and responsibility, same with, mm-hmm. with God, there are times where he pulls us out of our comfort zone. We don't want to do things or we don't want to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And it's like out of res- out of respect and love. And that's our responsibility. I liked how he talked about responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's because we love the Lord, we do things. And you look at a lot of people um, in the Bible and just some people that you just that I've met through church or just through campus ministry or just events where I see them do things. I like this. This guy's got to be wore out. This guy's got to be spiritually exhausted. This person's got to be wore out. And there's people that are behind the scenes of this podcast and every other thing that work endlessly on putting this out and making sure it sounds well. And um, a big thank you to them. They know who they are. Um, And that goes to show you just how much they love the Lord and how much of a responsibility that they hold. And it's just because they have let the Lord work through them. And it's just one of those things where it's obedience at that point, but it's just it's love too. And when you and when you love something, you know, when you love a, when you love your sport. And for me, it's baseball. I put an extra work just because I I love the game and just because it's a responsibility I owe to my team. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be 
I don't really want to go to practice today and go for two hours, but hey, it's my responsibility. I signed up for this. I love this team. I love these teammates. I got a scholarship to play here. I have a responsibility to hold. That's me acting out of obedience, um, and that's me um, acting because, you know, I love my teammates. And same, for, same for the Lord. Obviously, uh, my relationship with the Lord is a lot more important <laughs> than baseball, but you can take it as a little analogy, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Lord calls me to do certain things, and um, sometimes you get pulled out of my comfort zone, you know, like this summer. Talk about FCA camp. Wasn't really wanting to do that, but it was something I feel like got pulled out of my comfort zone. I was like, out of out of obedience and respect and just the love for the Lord, you know, I'm going to do it and trust Him. And sometimes we don't always know what that looks like. Um, and obedience just leads to um, just so many blessings, I feel like. Well, I really like how he pointed out just in, when he talked about the Ten Commandments, like the first two is just straight about, it's about love, your love for God and love for other people. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of being obedient is loving those around you, loving them enough to respect them. Big thing because people miss out on that and realize that, like we talked about, like the Bible is a set of rules and people miss the relationship point and the like the the, the emotion point where mm-hmm. um, where it talks about love covers a multitude of sins, I, th- I think in uh, Peter or James. Um, and that doesn't save you from your sin or it doesn't forgive you of your sins, but it helps you. Um, in a sense, you know, when you're in a loving mood and you have a loving heart, that it helps you, I feel like, stay away from sin or it helps um, put away sin or it it covers you up from sinning maybe. Um, but l- loving God with, with all your heart will lead you to a better being obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, people think about, well, I have to not sin and I have to... <laughs> not do this, this, and this. In a sense, it's not that. It's like, I'm going to follow what the Lord says, and that's obedience. Oh, yeah. When you follow the Bible and you try to, the whole goal is to conform your life to Christ, to be as close and intimate as you can with Christ and follow His voice. And that's what really will help you be obedient and being in the Word and being around believers. It was a good message. I wish it could have went deeper. I know he probably could have went oh, yeah. more than 15 minutes. but Well, and I think um, going on with like loving God, loving God means that you know how much He loves you too. And so whenever you have to change up your life to follow kind of what he wants to do, wants you to do, obey these things and maybe jump out of your comfort zone. It's like, you know, he's doing it because it's what's best for you, Mm -hmm. because it will be a good thing in the long run, maybe if it's not in the short run. And so that's one of those things where like the relationship is important for that, too, because that also can help give you more faith in the moment to just kind of know, like, there is a purpose in whatever you're doing, however it might be now. Yeah, and I mean, for me, like I was saved and baptized at seven years old and late in high school and early in college, just pretty much walked away from the Lord and lived a completely different lifestyle and feel like I came to a, a point of conviction um, that was that was just from the Holy Spirit. And a lot of the times it points me back to like he talked about John 14, 23, when he was talking to his disciples and said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And just, just being obedient um, is something that's brought a lot of joy in my life and just really just helped me have peace with, with who I am and peace with you know, how I live my life. Obviously, I still want to improve. Uh, we always want to love others more and live a more life uh, fulfilled through Christ and conform to Christ. But just, I feel like it's the more following Christ than trying to not sin or follow certain rules. It's if I try to be more like Christ and love like Christ, like you will see a linear growth of being more obedient um, and, and being more like Christ just out of reading the word and trying to be like Christ. And that goes back to like he talked about the gospel produces obedience. God knows that we're going to sin. He wouldn't give us the ability to have free will if we weren't going to sin. He 
only created one sinless person, and that is Jesus. And it's he gives us the word obedient, obedience in general to follow, to make that free will choice, to make those actions towards living a faithful walk with Christ, a f- faithful life with Christ. And correct me if I'm wrong. I can't. Maybe he said he's like joyful obedience is a sign of maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how did he say it? Like I can't remember. Joyful. He said joyful obedience is a mark of maturity. Mark of maturity. And like going back to what Kenneth said earlier, like you've like you've these worldly experiences that you think you need to experience. I mean, everyone says FOMO. I fear of missing out. Yeah. Like they think that they need to be there in order to feel have this sort of fulfillment. But if we have joyful obedience, a sign of maturity. We don't need those things to be happy. We don't need those things to continue. We don't need those things to to have friends to have a good time i mean you can have a good time at a football field at midnight hitting golf clubs and baseballs but it's all about who you're with and how you're choosing to spend your evenings yeah and we live in a society and world today where we live in a talk we live in a talking christianity instead of a walking christianity and Mm -hmm. everyone's a christian and well i go to church and well i do this and well, I go to chapel, and it's that's the outside in mm-hmm, motto. Yeah. And, it's the, and I was one of those people for so many years, and finally realized I came to a point where I was like, I'm not living my life for the Lord. A very humbling experience, knowing that I was just say so Christian for so long instead of walking my faith out. And people don't realize that just because you believe in Jesus doesn't get you saved. That even the demons mm-hmm, believe, yeah. and they shudder at His name. If you have no will to be obedient to Christ, there's, it's I just don't believe you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're not struggling w- with knowing that sin is in bad in the sight of God, and I love Billy Graham, and he I've w- I watched sermon talking about him and repentance, and he talks about you know it's a change of mind, I'm um, a change of heart, mm-hmm. and Christ says He will make you a new creation, and He did, and I feel like through obedience and through trying to live His word and 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 be more like Him, that I feel like a completely new person. I feel like I. He gave you know the, just this summer, just um, in this year in general, just joining campus ministries and being around other people um, and seeing people on campus last year that I really never talked to and having that um, relationship with them has just been an extreme blessing. And having those people around you to help you be accountable and obedient is going to help because you can't do it alone. It, 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 it's hard. It's it's almost impossible. Um, mm-hmm. You need those people. We talk about G groups all the time on the FCA podcast. That's something that's going to help you. That's something that's going to help you be accountable. And those people are going to love you. And for me, I found out that I feel like I get the people more through the word instead of me saying, Hey, God says this and this, let me just read out the scripture word for word and let it, and let it pierce your heart and let it know that it's not for me, that it's from, um, that it's from God's word. I also think it's good to point out, I mean, obedience will come with suffering. I mean, it's not supposed to be an easy task. I mean, in Peter, it says it's better to suffer for doing good than for doing wrong. So you have to just be prepared that wherever God's leading you is for the greater good and that he will never fail you. And that is reiterated throughout Peter. I think it's also very important to bring up like who you're around, who you surround yourself with, because it's hard yourself. Some Well, I mean, I don't know. It's me a year ago would have said it's very hard, but me now is going to tell you that it's easy. But it really just depends on where you're at in your faith to obey God. But the thing is, is like surrounding your who you surround yourself with affects so much of that. And you sit there on the far side um, where it's hard to obey and you want to indulge in the worldly pleasures mm-hmm. and you don't know how people follow God the way they're supposed to and are happy and everything else. 
and you look at it like it's just you alone. Mm -hmm. But then whenever you get on the other side, you realize how many of those people are surrounded, like, are there with you, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, you feel all alone until you're actually there, and then you realize how many people were living like that the whole time. And it's so important to pay attention and surround yourself with those people because it's so easy to slip. Like, if you are being godly and doing what you're supposed to do and obeying, if you get in the wrong crowd, it's so easy to stop obeying. Easy. And it's, that's, it's just so important who you surround yourself by. And I, yeah, I said, I think yeah. I sent you a video the other day is like yeah. finding your on fire for God friend group is so beneficial to so many things. You not only learn more mm-hmm. about what you're doing and what you're believing, but you find a group of people that helps you grow as a person, not only maturity wise, but in your faith as yeah. well. And oh. my on fire for God friend group has helped me bring other friends that I never thought would be involved in that way mm-hmm. into that lifestyle. And so it's helped like all around, I feel like. Yeah, and I grew up, I feel like, just more of a, I don't know, people pleaser. And the people I hang out with, it was hard for me to say no to a lot of things. And it went from me, well, I can't say no, I have to do it, to now I'm the one leading it. I'm the one that's the head of the pack, and I'm the one that can't wait to go out on the weekends and do whatever and um, living like the world. And then you get you get completely down the road and you take a look back and you're like, wow, I've come so far away from God and you create these bad habits and it could be the people you hang around. It could be, um, maybe you quit going to church one or two times and then it becomes, well, you don't, I don't go at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you start slipping in your faith and it's not an easy task at all. Um, it's, it's not hard at all. And Luke nine twenty three talks about, uh, Jesus talking to his disciples, picking up your cross. He said, "If anyone desires to come to me, come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily." Talk about daily. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a monthly, weekly, yearly task. It's daily. Like mm-hmm. you're fighting your sin daily. You're fighting a spiritual war daily, and it, it's not easy. Especially the more you grow with Christ, um, I felt more conviction the more I grow with Christ. I felt I'm fighting my sin more as I grow with Christ. I feel like. Um, just there's just days where I have to hold my tongue more. There's just days where I have to just almost just keep quiet because um, I know that if I don't have anything good to say, that there's no reason to say it in general. And it's hard to love people, um, especially when, you know, they question your past and, you know, why, why did you change? Or um, why are you doing this all of a sudden? And uh, well, she does it and he does it and he's a Christian. Why can't you do it too? <laughs> and the th- problem with that and the thing with that is you don't follow other people. You don't follow other Christians. I'm not mm-hmm. here to follow. You don't follow Christians. Don't follow religious people. Follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And oh, that yeah. was the whole reason, one of the reasons Jesus came. You look at the Pharisees and, and told them they were uh, unlawless people because they followed rules and there was no love in their heart. There was just a set of rules so, yeah. to them. And give them, like, oh, yeah. like, they created themselves over 600 different laws, and God only gave us 10. And yeah. <laughs> two of them are loving people. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, one thing, um, gosh, that you talked about just now, Noah, was you said that, like, now it's harder to, like, the live life the way you're supposed to, the sin and everything. And I think, like, sometimes the sin is there, the temptation is there to help you grow, like, in Job, how... Um, he believed so much and Satan's like, well, he only believes you because he's got everything good. And so um, that's whenever he gave him the temptations. Like, so it could be a situation like that, obviously. 
But I also think that it's because you're living your life different. You're noticing things differently. You're um, seeing things in a different light. So things that weren't necessarily a sin before in your eyes are realized now to be bad. Um, And so I think that's just wild. Yeah, and the world just has completely, and Satan does a good job of making Mm -hmm. um, sin feel natural and looking at, well, everybody's doing it. And, um, well, I went to church and I saw so-and-so from church doing it. It must be fine, (laughs) right? And that's the thing is... I like to associate, like, those temptations and, like, doing those temptations, like, with the Monday morning. Like, your whole weekend, like, it goes like that. And then Mm -hmm. Monday morning, you're like, I um, this sucks. I hate today. And that's just, like, those really experiences. You experience, it's a blip. It's a blip. It's not going to make you happy. It's going to come. Monday morning's going to come, and you're going to start all over again. You're going to be have a bad day. That's how everyone associates Mondays. And another thing I think is, um, I'm so sorry. We've that. I don't know. Somebody talked, and then like three things hit my mind. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I think is really important is like we look at certain people in our faith, and it is good to have a community. It is good to have mentors. But at the end mm. of the day, you need to realize that people are just people. Mm-hmm. Like Noah and I might be on this podcast every week talking. But that doesn't mean that you should look to either of us as an example, because there are certain things we're both good at, but there's certain things we're both bad at. And at the end of the day, neither of us is the perfect person that you are supposed to follow. If someone looks good in their faith, it doesn't mean that they are the person you should follow. And no one's ever perfect in their faith. No, no one's perfect in their faith. People can seem good, but like you don't what you need to follow is Jesus, not a person. And I hope that no Christian would tell somebody. Well, follow, follow me. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll show you the way. It should be saying, join me. It should mm-hmm. be like, join yeah, like, going. let's grow together. We're struggling together. Um, no Christian is looked at differently from another in God's point of view. We're all God's mm-hmm. children. Well, even non-believers, God still loves. He loves God, everyone yeah, the same. He yeah. created all of us the same. Like, yeah. you might obey him more than you, and he respects that, but he still loves you the same as he loves your yeah. unbelieving neighbor, you know? Yeah, and... Love thy neighbor. We mm-hmm. twist, and a lot of things get twisted up, and there's a lot of apostasy and false gospel. And well, you're an unbeliever. You're God. You're 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 God's child. In a sense, you're not really God, you're not a child of God until you accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you've been created in the image of, of God, and God obviously still loves you. Um, God wants to have that genuine, authentic relationship with you, and it starts with it starts from within. No one can do that for you. No one can. Um, give that to you, but you, it starts with you. Um, it goes back to, you know, I'm trying to start a leadership series, and the first thing, obviously, the first step is salvation. First step is realizing that you need Jesus, who is the ultimate leader, who is the perfect leader, um, and he is the only person that can that can save you um, mm-hmm. from, from yourself, but it starts with being accountable with yourself. It starts with being humble, in a sense. You have to come to the terms with Hey, I have to be obedient. I have to realize that I'm saying I'm following Christ. If I say I want to be um, the the best baseball player in the conference, that starts with I want to work harder than anybody else. If I if I go around saying that and never put in extra work mm-hmm. and walk through the motions of practice and take three or four off days, that's just a say. That's just a saying. There's no intention behind it, and that's. It just it just kind of bothers me when mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. people talk about it and people um, live from the outside in. Oh, and yeah. I can, I, I wish I could go back in time and give myself a little piece of advice. And there was a lot of people along the way that were trying to hold me accountable, and a lot of people on the way that were trying to. Um, I feel like that was God 
talking through them, giving me a time to repent and a time to, um, all right, buddy, you've had your fun. Now it's time to, yeah. you know, come to me. And I ignored it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that if someone's hearing this and they're in those same shoes, that maybe this is God telling you, like, God wants to work with you. God wants to use you to build your build his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. the biggest blessing is to be used by God. I had this conversation earlier, too, with someone else. Uh, they had talked to, like, we talked about, like, you can find escapes in so many different things, like in the gym and partying yep. and friends and anything like that. But the only really true escape, and not even necessarily escape, is, like living with God and learning about him is the only thing that satisfies you. You can only you go, have to fall go to back temptations. to sin because yes. it doesn't truly satisfy. There is you have fulfillment. To There's only fulfillement. You have to continue and to go back. Mm-hmm. And it's so important because I feel like one thing that's really been clarified for me in the past year is I feel like it's so glorified, but not in like the right way, I guess, that you can only show God's love or like minister in certain ways. Like you have to be in a church setting and do it. But I hate that because I feel like there's so many different ways to influence people and to just show God's love. And I feel like that's not emphasized enough. You can have any career, any job. And as long as you are living like Jesus, loving like Jesus and saying that and expressing that verbally, as well as with your actions, as much as you possibly can, you can be this, like you can get that across in so many different ways. And it's important to remember too, is God can use you no matter where you are at. Yeah, yeah, the church is not where Jesus is at. Jesus mm-hmm. is everywhere. Jesus is with you in every step of every day. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind yourself that. Like, just going to church isn't isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. You have, he yeah. walks with you every day, and you have to do more and more. And I, I like I think a big thing, too, is actions always speak louder than words. You can oh, say, yeah. I'm a Christian. You can say, I'm going to church. You can say, yeah. I go to G Group, like we've been talking about this whole podcast. Oh, yeah. I, heard, I heard that this yeah. summer. It's, somebody pointed out, it's the tongue in your shoe. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was like, dang, that hit. <laughs> um, that was that was a really good point because it's a, good analogy. Oh, yeah. it's a really good analogy. You know, everybody can talk the talk, but like walk the walk. Can you really? <laughs> yeah. And it's not about being perfect, and it's not about be- becoming a pastor or becoming a, a G group leader. It's just about trying to conform your life to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. can I love? Can I forgive others? Can I love others? Um, can I just do what God calls me to do? And. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just being obedient to God is just um, just su- being submissive to Him, you know, submitting and, re- and being humble in the sight of realizing that God cannot work with you if you're arrogant and prideful. Um, and I, mm-hmm. that was me. I've completely realized it now that I saw this the other day where God, like I said, God can't work with you if you're, if you're prideful. If, if, you don't, if you don't realize that the divine being that created you wants— to have a relationship relationship with you, he just wants you to he just wants you to be obedient, believe, and, and, love, obey, yeah, yeah. And, and being humble is such a big part of that because if you see someone yeah. who like places themselves on a pedestal, then you immediately disregard most of what they say. And so being some humble is such a big part of that. Like I look back on how I have a younger brother and I have for my entire life have been like the cool older sister <laughs> who always knows what she's talking about and is like the best. And in my head, I'm like, you know, I, that, that's, you know, I'm putting myself up there. And now I'm like, no wonder he didn't listen to anything I said. I wouldn't have listened to me either. And it's like the same way in your faith. Like you can't put yourself on a pedestal because then people are either going to be like, oh, I can never live up to that. Or, oh, they think too highly of themselves. I don't want to follow what they say. And or everything like, like I can't that. talk to you. Like, why exactly. would I want to talk to somebody who I feel like I can't even speak like, to? Like the being humble is so, mm-hmm. so important. I feel like there needs to be more people out there that let just 
Christians and people in general that are seeking Christ or maybe mm-hmm. that have just come to Christ, if you're j- just following Christ or just have confessed that he is your Lord and Savior, that he just can't be your Savior. He's got to be Lord of your life. Mm-hmm. That you have to be obedient. have to. If, if you're not obedient, you don't want to be obedient. You can't be a Christian. You can't follow Christ. You can't just believe or just say you believe. Um it talks a lot about repentance in the New Testament. And it talks about repent because the kingdom of God is coming near. And that's something that you have to have as a Christian. It, mm-hmm, it's yeah. it's an essential, is obedience. That should be in like... You can't, and you can't worry about judgment because yeah. the only person mm-hmm. whose judgment matters is God and Jesus. It's Jesus. And Kenneth said that to me multiple times. The only one who's going to judge you is Jesus. And that's the I, only opinion that well, matters. I mean, more people are going to judge you, well, but the only one who can, the, the only, only one, one that matters. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I also, um, I don't know how we're running on time. Can I start another tangent? <laughs> for 36 minutes um, well I'm going to say this anyway um, he talked about the Ten Commandments and he talked about how um, the first two important were uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with mm-hmm. all your strength and then love your neighbor as yourself sorry that was really fast right there I like speed ran that one um, but I think that's so important my motto for my church at home is love God love people change the world and I was sitting there like open mouth in church and chapel today because I was like oh my goodness they like I needed it dumbed down. Like I knew that was a thing, but like they dumbed it down for me, and I was like, "That is awesome." I really, really think that it all comes down to love. You need to love God, love, love. people, show God's love, and that draws people in. The whole thing is well, love. And like and like I said earlier, is believe, love, obey. Mm-hmm. Love is always reiterated. There's not a point. In, I feel like when I've read through the Bible, yep. it's like it doesn't speak about love, the love of Christ, the love of Jesus, the love, the love of other people. I mean, it's so easy to love, and I feel like love is a big first step yes. in anything. You just have to be open to love. And I think the loving is so important. If you love God, you obey. If you love God, then he God. I mean, God always loves you, but loving God and God loving you creates that relationship. If you love other people, then they could be brought in to love, love God makes too. You humble. I think. Yeah. No. I think love does so so much in our faith, and I love it so much. Good tangent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, in, even if you look at obedience as okay, I'm trying to follow Christ's commands. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible that is, it talks about, so it's just a passage in James 4.17. It says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And if I'm withholding good from somebody, if I'm withholding the gospel from somebody, that's that's just a sin. That's you're holding back the best news anyone could receive. You're holding back, um, it, not necessarily holding back eternal life from somebody because you don't have that power of somebody, but if I feel God is calling me to share with somebody or I feel like God is calling me to do something or is calling me on an action and I'm withholding it from somebody, I'm sinning. Mm-hmm. I'm being I'm being disobedient. And people look at it as breaking rules, but it's almost like you're not following God's voice is also mm-hmm. being disobedient. And I feel like it's important to follow that and follow that obedience. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> because, yeah, you never know how that's going to end up. Um, because to you, to your face, right in that moment, you can say what God is leading you to say, and it can totally flop. You can embarrass yourself. Yes. You can say the Do wrong anyway. thing. I mean, I mean, you know what? But at the end of the day, you could be planting a seed that goes so much further, that does so much more, 
And you never know how it's going to end up. The now is not the future. No. And the now is what matters. Plant that seed. Do not be afraid to obey, even if it seems totally yes. off the wall. Yeah. Love anyway. Obey anyway. Believe anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for joining us on the Post Chapel podcast. If you have any questions or need anything, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media. Um, we hope you enjoyed this and stay tuned for another one. Two weeks.